I was supposed to record an intro for this thing, but since Colin's taking the one brain cell shared between us, um, I guess this is all you get, so you're welcome. Take it away, Darth. And now, we're listening to Let's Talk the Sports Ball with Colin and Andrew. He was close. He was on the edge between Bama and Florida. And his college decision really, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it had an impact on the national championship picture. Like, all four of the years he was in college, pretty much, you know? Yeah. I want to, you know, if Cam Newton doesn't get kicked out of Florida, what does he end up doing? Does Florida ever fall off for a couple years? Does Think about this one. What if Cam Newton had gone to Mississippi State after he committed there. What if Cam Newton wasn't paid to go to Auburn? Right. What if? And, and So you could take this thousands of different ways. What if the Mississippi State boosters actually went through with the payment plan Cam Newton's greedy dad came up with? Mississippi State would probably have a national championship because that Mississippi State team with Cam Newton would have been just as good as that Auburn team. Listen, that Auburn team came close to losing a bunch, though. So I don't know if I don't listen, know. If listen, it was a bunch of like they had to come back in the Iron Bowl. So, like I'm saying, I think Mississippi State wins out that year with Cam Newton. I really okay. do. I think that's that's the biggest what if. Well, you know what? State yeah, history. it's a what if. We'll never know. I I do know actually. Oh well, I have the site. Also, eventually we will get a visual element at some point to this. Yes, we I will. went ahead and pre-bought us koozies that have. Uh, Alabama and Mississippi State's logo on it. Hail damn not, not not the same one. Can I buy our to... studio a cowbell? Um, yeah, you should. Buy, you honestly should probably just get like another cowbell or move your other one here. I have like so, four. So okay. I mean, I'm sure they're not that hard to come by. I don't think that I don't. I don't know. If, like I'm. I, I speak a, like a cowbell is a luxury item. Like we we can't possibly get one here. Uh, I saw you get into. I don't know if it was a, a. I don't think it was a beef. I think. I saw you comment something on Twitter, somebody's Twitter, about Mike Leach of Yo, Washington yeah, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was defending Mike was, Leach. Somebody was like, I, you know, I don't think Mike Leach, you know, I think they should go looking for a new coach or something. No, 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 no. So here's what it is, right? So um, there's this thing called hashtag Egg Bowl Twitter. Um, and usually it's the two Mississippi State and Ole Miss fan bases talking trash to each other. But now in the 2019 climate, it's almost Mississippi State fans just being sad towards each yeah, other. Yeah, just a depression. <laughs> right, this right. This is finally setting. <laughs> right, we've decided that the Egg Bowl is just going to be an arm wrestle because nobody wants to watch that football game. Well, they should just they should just do it how you showed me the Egg Bowl in the video game tournament. That should be the real Egg Bowl. Yes. They should the, just get that sports trophy. Egg Bowl? Yeah, yes. they should just get the real Egg Bowl trophy with that. Mississippi State took the dub. Oh, did they? I think. Did they? <laughs> what, think. What, was the cl- what was the clincher? Uh, the clincher was the Super Smash Bros. I mean, it was always going to come down to Super Smash Bros. It, it had to. It absolutely had to. But, um, so this dude 
was arguing why Mike Leach would be a bad hire for Mississippi State, as if that was an option. Right? Yeah, like, as if Mike Leach would want to come down to Mississippi State. I think Mike Leach would fit in very well at Mississippi State, but he's not going to leave Washington State. Like, it's just not going to happen. Mike Leach is like Ed O'Dron, but he can talk. <laughs> like, you can understand Mike Leach, right, but he's, right. he's fucking crazy. Yeah, he's And Ed O'Dron is literally the dude from Waterboy. He's like, like, you don't want to fucking stand him, but I guess it's working because Joe Burrow's great, so... Uh, he's fucking insane. What does it matter? But yeah, I saw... So Mike Leach coming to Mississippi State. He's guy. saying that would be a bad idea and that he wouldn't want Mike Leach running the Mississippi State program. And so I was like, I mean, look at where Washington State was before they hired Mike Leach. I did. Like, it's I did not that. good. It's not good at all. <laughs> I took the time because I saw that on my notifications. I was like, I'm going to fucking run with this. Mike Leach has led Washington State to five of their 14 bowl appearances. It's, right. It took Washington 75 years to go to five bowl games. 75 years. They played 100. That's crazy. It took Mike Leach eight seasons to get to five bowl games, and they're and this is his ninth. They're probably going to get another one this year. Right. Now, yeah, there's like 7,000 bowl games, but you still got to go like 500 because Washington State's probably not getting in if they go five and seven. Right, because it's it's based off academics and like. Let's I can't be honest. I can't imagine all the brains in in the world are going to Pullman, Washington, to I get mean, an education. I mean, I don't, know. Smartest, I don't. I don't fucking know. Like the, the smartest crackheads are. Well, <laughs> so that's like your your below average normal person. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, his passing his average passing offense in his eight seasons there is third in the nation. That's insane. And he's never had one below, I think, eighth in the nation. And as of before this past week, he had the first in the nation this year with the brand new quarterback after Gardner Minshew has left to better times in Jacksonville. He has had the... No one's ever had a better time in Jacksonville. In hot, no. <laughs> I'm from Jacksonville. I can say that. He, Mike Leach has had the, the first overall. He's had the number one passing attack in the nation three times. That's crazy. Three times. Teams have averaged... Three, he has, his teams have averaged 381.2 passing yards per game. How many? 381.2 that's, this, per game. That's rookie numbers. You got to crank this up, all right? We need 700 passing yards like that uh, UCLA game. The UCLA, that they lost? <laughs> and, and even with this, last season, four teams Washington State played had top 20 defenses. And, you know, you think, like, Washington State's a one-note school. Like, they literally can just pass the ball. They had the 28th-ranked defense in the entire country last right. year. It, the, which is... Like, nobody talks what, about that. What, what Mike Leach does is he takes these schools that are getting, you know, kind of the leftover recruits in their state, right? He takes these... Like Texas Tech. Right, exactly. Like Mississippi State, you know? He's oh. <laughs> he's taking these schools that, like, get okay but not great recruits, and he makes those recruits win. You know, it's very impressive. It's very similar to what Dan Mullen did at Mississippi State. And, and now Just he's like taking it. a ragtag team of players. And, you know, no, I'm not saying these are bad football players. These are. One athletes, but they're not on the level of, you know, five star athletes. They're not what Bam was getting. They're not what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he makes them win. And that's just incredible. That year that almost went all the way with Crabtree, you know, like that's one of the greatest college football stories of all time, I think, mm -hmm. if we're talking teams that didn't win a championship. Yeah. 
um, I love Mike Leach. I mean, he's been great. I mean, I, I think sometimes his personality rubs people the wrong way because people like, you know, people don't suit and like, tie guys. You people know. don't like people that are more intelligent than them. And people don't like weird, intelligent people. Right. Like, they want your intelligence to, like... And that's why I hate you. Yeah, well, yes, thank you. Uh, there's one of many reasons. Like, you can be a little snarky if you're intelligent. That's fine. But you can't, like, be a fucking lunatic and then turn around and be, like, a genius. Because right. that just ticks people off. Like, right. you can't but, have it but, both but ways. But Mike Leach does have it both ways. He has his cake and eats it, too. Like, and it's incredible. And he knows which Pac-12 mascot would win in a, did, in a, did in a fight co- to the death. Did he come up with a... I think he knows, though. I don't think he's gonna... He's not gonna tell us. He doesn't <laughs> He doesn't want us to know, but I think... He's, he's not gonna he bless us with the cursed information. He definitely knows. <laughs> so, let's just move right along into this. Okay. Because actually, no, I want to move right along into where we ended the last one. In theft of government theft property. of government property, yes. which is where I would have started this one if you didn't like sneak up on me with the goddamn Yukon NFBS question. But that's neither here nor there. So in high school, there was traffic cones because where I went to school, there was like a teacher's lot. A teacher's lot, but also had, like, other people parking, like, four spots. Yeah. And then there was, like... Like, visitor parking or something? Yeah, something like that. But nobody would, like, kick you out if you ended up parking there. Yeah. And then there was, like, where you were supposed to park. Because I went to an early college high school, so I was going to a community college, or a high school on a community college campus. Right. So, like, and then there was there was that level, and then there was a way lower level where all the normies parked. Well, they put traffic cones up top sometimes to keep people from parking in in the spots for like teachers or whatever because yeah. high school kids are dicks and don't give a fuck about no teachers right so one day you know your boy takes a traffic cone you gotta for no reason it's fucking brings it into the high school right takes it to class with him okay at least three times this that is day. getting this is getting more ridiculous <laughs> um i also kept the I, where like the little hangout was there's was a vending machine i also kept the baseball bat behind the vending machine for other reasons that I don't remember at this point. <laughs> so there's a traffic cone, a baseball bat, and a vending machine. I took the traffic cone to class. Teacher's like, man, you got to get rid of this traffic cone. <laughs> no. You can't bring this traffic cone to class. So I just set him, like, outside on a little perch somewhere. Yeah. We get another traffic cone. Put it on top of this traffic cone. Make it, like, a sex thing. Yeah. So then I get the idea, hey, we're going to marry these traffic cones. I'm looking at your face trying to see if I've told you this story before. I don't think I have. No, you haven't. Which is I'm like, trying to, which is I'm, like one I'm of my. I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Which so. is one of my opening stories to people. Like, I'm surprised I haven't heard this one yet. I, I think I've started telling it less and less as I get older because people are like, "What the fuck are you talking?" Yeah, about? like I don't <laughs> understand. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> these these two traffic cones, I'm like, I'm going to hold a wedding for them. So I print out a wedding certificate off, like, fucking Google Images. Yeah. You know, like, I don't have a wedding certificate. I get, I get like, a frame that I, it, from my closet that had this picture that I drew when I was, like, seven in it. And I just, like, replace it and put it in the frame. Yeah. And the next day at school, oh, actually, somebody baked a cake for it. Somebody baked a cake Somebody baked a cake in the shape so of a traffic cone. How long did this wedding take? Is it the next day or is it... So that Friday we have the cake, but it's pouring down rain. Okay. And I'm not risking getting the traffic cones inside again. Right. Because I'm not, like, taking that bullet. So we just eat the cake. We're like, hey, we, you know, we'll do the wedding ceremony Monday. Like a bunch of posers, only three people show up to the wedding. Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm one of them. My friend walks one of them down the aisle. <laughs> I'm the minister. 
And there, I think there's a picture on Facebook or somewhere of two of us Tebowing. And at the time, there was a picture of Tom Brady, like, sitting, like, with his legs outstretched. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And his arms, like, in his lap or whatever. Two of us are Tebowing, and the other one's doing that. (laughs) And then we set the cones where they had been for the past couple days, put the wedding certificate beside the traffic cones, and we just go on our merry way. I come back later to get the wedding certificate because I'm like, hey, I need this damn frame because it's a nice frame. Yeah. What frame's gone? I'm pissed. I'm like, who the fuck took my frame? Go home. Couple days pass. Maybe it's the next day. I think it was a couple of days. My memory's a little foggy. Right. Um, and two of my friends are like, hey, you got to go see the college liaison. She like has the off. She's like in the high school office, but she is literally our direct link to everything college wise. Right. I walk into her office. I'm like, hey, she's. I, I I've known her as like a hard ass lady. So I walk in. I'm like, hey, uh, I heard you needed me. And she just is like, you can sit down. And just slowly from under her desk, pulls out the frame with the <laughs> wedding certificate and puts it on there. And is like, can you explain this to me? <laughs> I'm like, lady, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I can in a way that's going to make sense in this world. And she's like, you know, we could get you on a couple things. First of all, theft of government property. You can't move the traffic cones without permission. Second of all... They thought the traffic cones were gay? I don't... They thought... Well, first of all, they also thought we hosted a real wedding. Back then, gay marriage was still illegal, so they thought we hosted a gay marriage... For cones. They didn't know there were cones. They just thought they were people. Oh, so th- no. these people thought we hosted a gay marriage on a government campus while stealing government property. What? And right like, when I thought this story couldn't get crazier, it just spiked. So then, and, and I didn't, I didn't remember this when it was happening. But I left the marriage certificate outside the president of the college's office, outside of his office. Oh so God. he, so he's the one that found the yeah, certificate. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this, I can't have this gay marriage on my. Oh, like what a scandal this would be hosting a gay marriage on a in a university public college. So, and then I just explained everything, and the, she just, like, looks at the certificate and, like, looks at me and just, like, just starts, like, I guess pity laughing. Like, I don't, I don't know. She starts laughing, and then she's, like, just stop. <laughs> she's, like, just don't. And just, like, please, I don't know what that is, but no more of yeah, it. <laughs> I'm, like, no, no, you don't understand. It wasn't, it wasn't a gay marriage thing. Like, I was, like, listen, I don't want to go to jail. I don't, please don't kick me out for this. Like, like I, I don't. We know decided to marry two cones because we thought it was funny. Yeah, we just thought it was. We just did it for the memes, so we just married two cones, and that's more or less the end of my government properties. And uh, me and my current girlfriend at the time, she wasn't. We stole uh, two political people signs. Yeah, you know they you know put in the grass yeah, yeah. or whatever by targets and Home Depots. Yes, we stole two of their signs and two pumpkins from people, and we had our dad pose with the the signs and the pumpkins incredible so we've incriminated my dad yes in this crime and we also stole two more traffic cones from somewhere i don't remember where and we spray painted them taking traffic cones is just like a a staple to the american youth you know like it's like it's it's such a government thing like seeing a traffic cone right like this literally tells you where you can and can't drive or park and i said no more 
Yes, no more. And I, I stole it. Uh, don't tread on me, okay? Yeah. I'm going to get one of those. I'm going to, you know, I'll steal a fly that says don't tread on me. Who's going to stop me um, at this point? We stole a traffic cone one time, and we would sit out on our porch smoking cigarettes, and we would always try to play basketball with the oh, cigarette no, that sounds, butts. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, basketball with the cigarette butts into the top of the traffic cone, mm-hmm. you know? I swear, we did this, it was probably a year, and like, me and the girl were chain smokers so like it was at least a thousand cigarettes we tried to throw into this thing the entire porch was covered in cigarette butts that were failed i'm sure you got at least a couple no not a single one are you serious it's so hard so it was like a super it was like one of the ones with a super tiny hole yeah not not one i find that hard to believe like there's somebody had to have gotten one you just didn't see it maybe but i didn't get one and the person who i always threw uh through cigarettes but didn't get one either which is just crazy wow. to me we tried so hard it's very sad and in the end it didn't, doesn't even matter no <laughs> matter how hard you try rest in peace chester bennington i didn't uh, i didn't even realize i'm sorry yeah i don't know. don't insult my religion i don't know <laughs> okay okay let's calm down here so oh god we could take this in two directions all right we can we'll take see. this in miles gear getting punched in the face or we can take this to the xfl two of this is the XFL. He hate me. I know you watched the draft. Part of it. You know I watched all mo- of it. basically all of that. What was the best part? Say the confirmed or how fucking excited Bob Stoops got with literally every pick he made. Well, he was excited because he was picking players that he had coached previously, right? Well, yeah. Um, but. I, I gotta go with confirmed. Like, they just said that. Like, Confirmed. <laughs> like, why? Please stop. My favorite part was actually, honestly, the graphics for the whole thing. Because it was just... it was a Oh, com- my God. It was a computer screen with an XFL screensaver. Yep. Windows timer to yep. time down the the graphs. And then, like... Can we just talk? I, I hate... An, an when- Excel spreadsheet showing who was next. <laughs> like, it was literally, like, a souped-up... Fantasy football draft. Yes, uh, souped up a strong word. Like, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, like I'm pretty sure there are people out there with more complex fantasy draft th- things than this. Right. See, here's my thing. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. I, I did, but I don't blame people who said it was like the stupidest thing they'd ever seen. Right. Because like some people were defending it, like, well, you know, they weren't gonna like show it at all, and then people were like, well, we want to see the draft, you know, and then so they did this. And I'm like, okay, but you, there had to have been. Like, somebody there who was like, guys, do you not think, like, this looks fucking, like... Miserable? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, something's wrong. Like, something... Like, it feels like you're in the fifth dimension. Like... Like, there has to be a better way to show the timer than that. Like, that was yes. what got me was yes. the timer. Yes. Like, like I can live with the fantasy football-looking, like, thing where they put the people's names right. on the right, side. Right, right. That's fine. Like, the Skype call in the upper right corner? Cool. I don't give a shit. The fucking it's not great, but yeah, not great. But the fucking timer, the timer was, was like so bad. Like, what is happening? Like, there's got to be like just a better third party timer app you can download that just looks a little nicer. Or, you know, or like, like have it on the table, like on like a stop, like a big like clock thing on the table in front of them that they like just smack down and like, start- like literally anything besides Windows <laughs> widgets. Literally you know? anything like- <laughs> but what they ended up coming up with would have been um, like 10 times better than what happened. But I loved it. It was great and it, it was, was it was terrible. 
And um, I mean, it wasn't like terrible, but like that part of it was pretty terrible. But the Dallas Renegades, listen, I'm gonna be scary. I was gonna root for the Vipers. I was gonna pick them because a, I like their colors and logo. B, I, I, I like their clothes. I like Mark Trestman. Yeah. So I was kind of rooting for them. But it's going to be hard not to root for the Dallas Renegades. It's going to be really they, hard they not to like, root for the Renegades. They're, they're, they grew on me. <laughs> they're essentially the Orlando Apollos of this. Absolutely. Bob we, Stoops is like, this league's Steve Spurrier. Right. Like, it's like both leagues have had one team that it was just impossible not to root for who's going to be better than everybody else. And that seems to be the Dallas Renegades. Yeah, it's because Steve Spurrier, you know, he's obviously fun. And Bob Stoops, like... Just brought some weird level of intensity or something <laughs> to, to, that draft, call, to, the draft, to that draft, to that Skype call, to that Skype call with like eighteen other people. And what made it even better was every time they made a pick, not only was he like super deep voiced about it. As soon as he made the pick, the war room just lost their damn mind. They did. Like I tried to look and see how many people were in there, but like the quality was terrible, so it was really blurry. So there was I, at least fifteen pixels. There was there was fifteen pixels other than Bob Stoops in that room. And they lost their ever-loving minds every time that. Do you he think made he told pick. them you're fired if you don't scream? I mean, he must have. Do you think they pumped in artificial crowd noise? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> into they did. into they the did. war room. They absolutely did. Where do you think? Like they had to have been like at just a random hotel. Like what? What facility could they have possibly been at? Like what are they? Re- <laughs> like hey guys, we're gonna throw up this uh, Dallas Renegades logo. Like just don't say anything too loudly behind it. Conf- I do like the idea that they're in like the conference room of a Holiday Inn. Yeah, you know, like which is basically some where we've been recording this. Yeah, some dumbasses like us walk around like, "Hey, can we use your conference room?" It's like, "Sorry, buds, it's reserved to like three thirty today." <laughs> but and and the XFL draft is coming. <laughs> this is the this is the XFL, and oh, I, I already have a team I hate. I hate the Los Angeles Wildcats. Because they, they're, they're, they're those people who, like, see something popular, and then they think they can, like, ape it. Yeah. They try doing, like, this weird wildcat sound after they would make a draft pick. And Which it, just is objectively it, not as good as confirmed. Confirmed. Well, what was bad is they would be like, you know, we select Buttfuck McGee from University of Utah or whatever. Yeah. And somebody would go, Roar! <laughs> I'm not joking. That is what, like... <laughs> On the on the second day, I think I think somebody I think they went back and like saw the Dallas Renegades warring lose their minds and they were like, "We need something." Yeah, we need something. Like Bob Stoops is kicking all of our asses, <laughs> so they did this roar and it just got weird. And then the then like the people in the XFL office like wouldn't acknowledge it. Like sometimes the Renegades would get a chuckle, yeah. but like nobody would acknowledge the Wildcats dude like having a like a brain aneurysm or something in there. So they would That's just like a stroke. So they would just be like. Uh, pick confirmed and then just be like confirmed like they sounded so dejected that nobody recognized that this dude was losing his voice <laughs> the further into the day they got that's funny that's incredible i'm excited for the xfl uh we got to go to one of those games well we're gonna go to the vipers game yes. i don't know who i don't care who they play but we're gonna go to a vipers game we gotta and di- now i'm a little worried though because the contracts came out okay it was like fifty five thousand dollars right a season which is which is low like that's low for the aaf who had three year two hundred fifty thousand dollar non-guaranteed contracts but even their first year they were making they were going to make like sixty five thousand if they but i I, I mean like i mean they couldn't pay the sixty five thousand clearly because now they don't exist but you know yeah but i see i'm not super concerned about that because fifty five thousand that's 
I mean, I mean for the that's okay money for yeah. how see you're like well they don't work all year they play games for like ten weeks something right. like that right. But then they're like, yeah, but they're training a lot, like to stay in shape and never lose their spot and all this right. stuff. So it's like they kind of can't unless they get like a like a I don't know well, like a meatpacking job. Like he, they can't like just get another job. Well, here's my counter argument to that. Okay, um, do you know the uh, LFL, Laundry Football League? Yes. No, I think it's the Legends Football League. Oh, okay. No, brand. But, I, but I thought but, you were actually gonna like give me some knowledge on the Laundry Football. League. I am. Okay. Um, it's they call it the Legends Football League just to kind of uh, not seem rebrand re, re it. Yeah, not they, seem like a Hooters Football League. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, but so the women that play in this league, right? They are legitimate athletes, track stars. They're some Olympians, right? Yeah. Um, these are like real people that wanted to continue to be on a team. It just right? means it just means more. It just means more. So they go they go and they try out for this this football league, right? And they play football and all of them love what they do. You know, it's it's competition, it's sport, whatever. It draws crowds of a bunch of CD men, right? They have to wear nothing. Yeah. Which is disgusting. And I can't like pretty degrading. I'm, I'm all for women playing football. I think that's awesome. That should totally be a thing, but they should yeah. not have to fucking wear lingerie, right? It's just not practical. Guess how much these athletes make. I'm gonna say just twenty thousand, just because it makes. They don't make money. Okay. They get paid absolutely nothing to train all year, stay in shape, go to training camp, then go play in front of thousands of fans. They don't make money. So, when you're looking at something like the XFL, where, you know, for maybe ten percent of the players, it's going to translate into an NFL yeah roster spot. I think 55k is fair. It is. It, it, it's fair for a job, and like again, the amount of time they realistically are doing that job a year. Do we? Are they getting healthcare or anything like that? I don't know. Well, let's just see if this works first. I mean, because yeah. I don't think it was officially announced. I think it was more or less leaked. You're right. That like somebody's agent got this, and then like they showed it or something like that, and then a bunch well, it, of details came out. Fifty five k that can't be just like I mean they're not just paying a flat fee across the board, are they? Um, not f- yes, unless yes. you are okay. a franchise quarterback. Interesting. Who I assume will make more. Well, they 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 will make more if not the same amount I read than the NFL league minimum. Interesting. Which is like $459,000. That's crazy. So you either make 55k or, or you make almost 400. Yeah, or you make half a million dollars. That's crazy. Which That's insane. is insane and is and then when you really look at it like a franchise quarterback, so one of the ones that was assigned right and wasn't in the draft. So a if that guy gets replaced What's like keeping him on the roster? Like if, like just say Landry Jones really sucks. Yeah. Like and they are just like, well, we're gonna have to bench you, and the guy they bench is doing better. It's like, why would we keep Landry Jones around? Like, and then do we start paying this guy a bunch of money, even though he wasn't allocated to us? Like, again, I don't think it was an official announcement, but it was more or less details that are confirmed to be what's like happening. Right. Like I don't think all of the like. Nooks and crannies have been specifically said yet. I like I don't know if they ever will be. Yeah. But I'm very like it's it's weird that 
you're either making less than a minor league baseball player, right, or the equivalent of a league, uh, the NFL league minimum, slightly more than that, because they said right. it would be more than the league minimum. Right. That's crazy. And and another thing, how it's really weird they designated the tier one quarterbacks. What what's the former old Mrs. quarterback's name? Uh, t- uh, Tamau. Yeah. Jo- Jordan. Jordan Tamau. Yeah. Tayamu. How on earth did he become a tier one quarterback? When Connor Cook, who literally has NFL experience, right. is the second pick in the draft and is not a tier one quarterback, right. I, I don't understand how Tayama, who, right. who's the one guy who's not been on an NFL roster during a season, I think, right. or like, and then the youngest guy, how he gets a contract and that's going to guarantee him that. Half a million dollars. But Connor Cook doesn't. Right. Like, I don't think any of them are, I don't think Connor Cook's remarkable either, but... I don't understand how they logistically, like... Pick. Yeah, like, how they... I don't know how they picked and choose. Right, 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 exactly. Because you knew Connor Cook was going to get selected. Like, there's just... You just knew he was at some right. point. he got picked high, didn't he? He was the second pick in the yeah. draft. Yeah. Behind, uh... Um... Some, uh, like, Rashad Davis, I think. Yeah. James Madison, wide receiver. But... Yeah. I, I don't know. know. It's... It, we're, yeah, we're that, gonna see that, it. We're gonna see how it all works out I mean, in February. Right, right, right. We'll see when things get, like actually confirmed by the league confirmed. and stuff yes confirmed um but if if true that's big if true you know what i mean yeah and uh there is only one huge if factual <laughs> what what did you say huge if factual oh i thought you said huge effectual i was like <laughs> i don't know i don't know what that means i'm actually having a stroke on this side of the side you're, of the room you're you're you were you were the guy in the los angeles wildcats war room yeah yeah so you want to talk about Joe Moorhead? I do. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about him, but we're going to talk about him. So, my opinion on Joe Moorhead, right after the Tennessee game, was we need this dude out. All right, he's crying about his daughter getting bullied in the press conference. Whatever. He's need... pulling a Jim McElwain. He's lying to the press. Yes, we need him out. But then, after this week, we played LSU tough, like for for like a quarter and a third. Uh, y- and then, and then in, in the, the second, second half, half, even in the second half, the defense played tough. Yeah. And and here's the thing: the offense didn't do well, but fucking last quarter, like they had, they had some. Garrett Schrader was running people over with two minutes left in a game. He was down twenty five, and then hurried everybody up to the line to go for two. You know, like that was a team that was trying, which is something that I have not seen from the Mississippi State football team all year. The effort level was there. And in a loss to the number two team in the country, if the effort level is there, I can live with that. Do you, you know? think that maybe they would have been more consistent throughout the game if Garrett Schrader has just like been the starter instead Absolutely. of like even Tommy Stevens last week? Like Absolutely. if he's just been the starter more? Because because I think, A, I get it. He's not as polished of a thrower as Tommy Stevens. But he's a Tom. hell of a fast runner. He's a hell of a fast runner. He's a hard runner, too. He yeah. fights for those extra two or three yards when you need it on third down, you know? Um and I think the big thing is everybody on the team agrees that he has their respect as a leader. And that's something that, like, that's an intangible. You can't measure that, but it's so fucking important to the play of a football team. The offense plays better when he's out there. The, when you have a quarterback who's, like, pancaking people throwing blocks, like, you play a little bit harder, you know? Like, your quarterback's throwing blocks for you. He definitely has a care level above... Like a team that should be where they're at, he yeah. definitely, 
they're not he he doesn't carry that team like it's a three and four team no that's well obviously completely out of the sec west race or right. SEC, but like he he doesn't carry them like that he carries he carries them like every game is going to decide the team's future you know yeah, I would argue right now that's probably true. You know, I mean, at least it's gonna decide but, probably so, the coaching staff's so, future. Right, right, right. And so, like, after the Tennessee game, I was very much on the get the fuck, get Joe the fuck out of here bus. You know, but then during the press conference, I saw an anger in Joe that I have never seen before. He looks like a very non-threatening man. He does. And, and like I'm not scared. Like if I see Joe Moorhead on the street, I'm like snapping my fingers walking at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but he was yelling in the press conference. Take a listen. That that was a different football team than I saw on the field against Tennessee and that was stressed that we were going to play with emotion, we were going to play with pride, and we were going to play with intelligence. The intelligence part maybe we didn't get. All right. You look at all the youth that we have and the things that we're doing and once again, not a moral, moral victory at all. I, I get that part. But the process of what we're doing and where we're taking this team, all right, is going in the right damn direction. All right. And we played our asses off today and we fought. Was it was it clean? Was it precise? Was it what needed to be against this team? Absolutely not. But I know this, when I'm in that locker room and I look at that team and I saw how we fought, we're going to build off of this one. We're going to take the good things, we're going to correct the bad things, and we're going to be a football team that continues to fight the rest of the year. All right, and we're going to get ready to roll tomorrow. We're going to make the corrections, and we're going to get rolling for, for Texas A&M. And Joe's not done talking. <laughs> Joe's going to finish this damn conversation. <laughs> yes, he is. So uh, that press conference really just – it got me back in his corner. Like I, Because before that, it's like he was being lack, lackadaisical, and I was like, maybe he does want to leave for Rutgers. A man screaming like that is not somebody about to leave for Rutgers. I don't want to say that he is not going to leave for Rutgers because they might just present him with a situation that he can't turn down. Not contra- Which would be not what? contractually, but like, can you like you can't imagine that there's more pressure at Rutgers than there is at Mississippi State. No, there's like, way less. Following Dan Mullen at but, a guy who was. But, brought them success. But if we're looking at, like, I mean, kind of the mental space that it takes to be a head football coach, you, you're you not the kind of person that just wants to give up a challenge. You yeah. Know? I mean, he doesn't want to leave Mississippi State having failed. This is his first big head coaching job. He wants to succeed here. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I know that he, I get that he wants to succeed, but... You know, Rutgers, there's literally no pressure there. And he's from the Northeast. Yeah, and he's and he, what was Penn State's offensive coordinator? Yeah, this is Mississippi State is the first time he's coached below the Mason Dixon line. Well, hot, hot damn! Welcome to the, welcome to the, swamp, <laughs> swamp fields. I don't know what they have in cow pastures. Anyway, but only bulldogs make it out alive in the swamp. I mean, look at Illinois. Casual segue to Wisconsin. Yes. Utterly failing this Incredible. week. Incredible. Lovey Smith has been there four seasons. This is his first big win. He's basically the Will Muschamp now. The Will Muschamp (laughs) of Illinois. But, like, Illinois has a prouder history of football, but they know their place in the Big Ten. And even though Lovey Smith has a big name, like, yeah, I get that. Don't you think that they wouldn't be okay with getting rid of him for the lack of success that they've had if they didn't, like, if the pressure wasn't toned down slightly up there? Yeah. Like, it's nothing compared to SEC... Especially West, where it's like and, the toughest and, of and, the tough. And Mississippi State, too, were in this weird position, right? The school hadn't had success since the 40s until Dan Mullen showed up, right? And 
then we're the first team ever ranked number one in the college football playoff poll. Yeah. You know, like we saw this great success. It felt like we were going to contend for a national championship and then kind of fell off with Dan Mullen. We went five, six and seven in 2016, you know. 2017, it was a turnaround, but by the end, you could tell Dan Mullen was on his way out the door. And, you know, now we've got a new coach for the first time since our most successful coach in school history. Mm-hmm. You know, besides, we don't get me wrong, we had some success in the late 90s and early 2000s with uh, Jackie Sherrill, but nothing substantiated. So the big concern is, are we going back to the days of just the being, past, you know, being the bottom, the bottom dweller? Theater. Like, we, the school does not want to be a bottom dweller again, you know? I don't... So, Y'all don't look like a bottom dweller in the SEC West. You're, if you're not at the top, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Listen, I feel like once you, even a program that doesn't like have success in the past, if you have success in this current day, it seems like you can slightly like keep that going because there's different outlets. I think social media keeping college football dynasties alive and everything. I think that's. Honestly, part of the reason Alabama's been so successful is because they've literally been plastered everywhere. Right. There's, like, so many mediums you can see Alabama on and everything like that. Right. You know... And just look at Clemson. Clemson doesn't really have a proud history. Yeah, they had one national title in in the the 80s. 80s, But, like, before that, I mean, the only thing Clemson was known for was Heisman went there for a year and brought Auburn's jerseys, and that's why they have their colors, you know? Like, that... Yeah, and, and there's, like... The ways to stay successful are different now, and you you know you've seen USC and Florida and Texas have down years at the turn of like the 2010s because and struggle to come back and, and struggle to come back because that was kind of still before the age of like how everything is now like we right. weren't see, we never saw them be success like we all remember the USC teams of the mid 2000s right F- but, first football game I remember is Vince Young. Yeah, and there, but now there's like versus USC kind of a generation, at least in high school, like coming in like they don't know like the history behind that. They just know right. that Reggie Bush's Heisman's vacated. Right. So I think Mississippi State had a lot of success early on in the college football playoff. Obviously, you said you know being the number one ranked team, having a you know Dak Prescott quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, right. One of like the most in your face. NFL franchise there is like there are ways to get Mississippi State like see you know the things that they've done right. and stuff like and, that and the the way that Mississippi State has been for probably the last decade now is I almost feel like we're the Iowa of the SEC you know we're consistently eight and four nine and three sometimes we pull out a ten win season and but you're never gonna rely on Iowa to like win like the big game right exactly we're gonna play all the big team stuff we're gonna beat a few of them and we're gonna have a good year every year but another thing about mississippi state is it's such a developmental school because we're not getting those five-star prospects yeah right so mississippi state football kind of works in three to four year increments increments right like we, we have a bad year we have a better year we have a year where we can contend for something and right now we're on that year where we have freshmen fucking everywhere, you know? So people forget that we had a losing season the year before Dan Mullen left. Right. You know, it's like nobody remembers that in the Mississippi State community anymore. But, like, 
the only reason we went to a bowl game was because of our academic progress rate, you know? Like, I mean, basically, y'all are more or less Florida State. You had a good, you had a great coach, you know, Dan and Jimbo Fisher, and then you obviously saw the writing on the wall that they were leaving. Right. And you both had to restart, like, everything. Right. It, but the thing is, y'all are doing better than Florida State, who, who is... A, a national, a like, national a, like a historical legacy, historical program. Yeah, and y'all are in in a tougher conference. Right, y'all are doing better than Florida State is. So listen, I don't know who your head coach is going to be. I don't know if this dude's going to leave for Rutgers or not. But I think I think in the end it's going to be okay. Yeah. So I'm hoping so. It's just it's so stressful because it's like it feels like we're one bad move away from being back in the Croom era. You know, I'm like. Uh, tough years, you know, like it's rough. It's rough out here. I wouldn't know. It's rough out here for a state fan. Yeah. Well, I thought I knew being a Cowboys fan the past three weeks how rough it was. Last night then, was good though. And then last night happened. You know, somebody should call and check on Kenny and see if he's yes. okay. <laughs> Especially after Saturday happening, how it was. Yeah. You know, me and I was like, you know, Temple's not like this is disrespectful that they're like only twenty percent like favored to win this game like they you know they played memphis tough yeah memphis and they beat memphis and memphis was undefeated right and they beat maryland when maryland was ranked after they blew the shit out of syracuse right so it was like you know i believe better than 20 percent in temple against smu even though like really rooting for the pony express you got it dude and then and then smu happened yeah and temple and then that, that kind of was wild and then it was like well maybe you'll still have philadelphia the eagles and then i don't know four turnovers yeah. Three of them fumbled. Is like okay, you know. I guess Dallas is back. I don't know. Question mark. I don't know. Uh, the NFC East is a, a a weird division this year. Yeah, I mean they're always like beat up on each other, but it's right. not even that they're beating up on each other. It's just, it's that like everyone else kind of is beating up on them. Right. Like Minnesota beat the crap out of Philly. Atlanta's one win. I think the season's against Philadelphia. Yeah. And and Atlanta's one in six now. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if it's just that they're all great, but they have a lot of kings, or they're all average and nobody wants to win. Yeah. It's one or the other. Unlike San Francisco. I was about to say, can you smell what the Niners are cooking, though? What a Woo! what a sloppy-looking game that was. Oh, my God. That was such a fun game we, to I, watch. I wasn't like watching it or keeping up with it that much other than looking to see the score right zero, to make sure zero, wa- at the yeah, end of the first half yeah to make sure washington lo- was losing i was like what is happening up there and then i was like that fucking storm's probably up there by now yeah, and, monsoon, dude. and then i went back and watched what happened i was like good god how did he score nine points how did this dude kick three field goals i have no clue uh but, i mean robbie my, gold's my, a legend yes robbie gold is a legend objectively my favorite part of that game is Nick Bosa doing the slip and slide and then the entire defense following suit. Did you see that clip? Yeah. That clip was incredible. Um, and I, I liked that because so far this year, the 49ers haven't really like had to win. I guess the, the, the game against the Steelers was incredibly sloppy. But, yeah. Um, that's, how, that's why you were never sure if they were, at least early on, if they were legit or not. Right. Because, you know, Steelers weren't... Steelers aren't good. Right. And they, I think... What five turnovers that game for the 49ers? And I mean, still won. I looked it up. It was it was a lot of a lot of mistakes. Yeah, a lot of fumbles, a lot of picks. But yeah, find a find a way to win that game. And then this game, like 
it seemed like the Redskins were going were to win. Adrian Peterson was running the ball pretty well in the first half. Especially uh, for the weather. Like, yeah, exactly. Where it's puddles of water everywhere. Jimmy G just could not throw, and when you don't have that counter for this zone read system, it's tough to run the ball because they can just stack the box. Um, but find a way to win, and that's what matters. And the Redskins covered or uh, won the spread. By not scoring a single point, which is wild against the forty nine. I bet Vegas was like another goddamn rain. Like, <laughs> like we literally were more or less going to be right, and then the fucking rain just came down. Yeah. Speaking of field goal kicking, going back to Dallas, Brett Mayer or Mar, however you pronounce it, still I still love Dan Bailey, and though he's, this guy's turned out to be okay, he's the first kicker in NFL history to make three field goals over sixty yards. That's incredible. And he tied the old record last night with the 63-yarder yeah. at the end of the first half. So what do you think that dude's like? Like, how much can that dude deadlift? You know what I mean? I don't... He's, a, he's like, he's like I, didn't, I didn't think about breaking the record. It's like... And, and Jason Garrett was like, you know, it's pretty crazy that the opponent's 45 is field goal range. Because he can be, like, pretty inconsistent sometimes. Miss, like, 40, 30-some-yard field goals. And it's like, 60, not a problem. I'll, I never miss from back there. Right. It's like, I, th- this dude must, like, he must be kind of the Gardner Minshew of kickers. Yeah. Like, he has to have some... All, all kickers have a Gardner Minshew complex. I'm not well, especially lie. Adam Vinatieri. Yes. <laughs> and uh, do you see what Adam or Eric Ebron and Adam Vinatieri said to each other yesterday? Nah. Apparently, Eric Ebron made some sort of great catch in, in the, against the Texans. Yeah. And Adam Vinatieri's like, that's one of the best catches I've ever seen. And Eric Ebron was like, well, considering you're 85, that I, that means a lot to me. <laughs> so, mad, mad respect for Adam Vinatieri. Yes, mad respect. Who was about to retire and then was like, I, I'm yeah, just, no, just not fine. gonna. It's fine. It's like, yeah, you know, I think, I, I think I'm fine. <laughs> I think I can make it. How does that dude keep doing it? I just don't know. Well, I mean, kicking's like the... Even though kicking's the easiest job in football, you know, like, just get over the fact, like, well, it comes down to game-winning situations sometimes. It's like, you literally have one job. Yeah. It's not like a quarterback who has to do all these reads. Right. Sometimes scramble if, like, everything collapses. Right, like Pat McAfee said. So he said there was a, a punter who was coming in to try to take his job, and I guess the punter had an Adderall prescription, and so he'd always be, like, taking mad notes, like, in the team meetings and shit. And Pat McAfee went up to him and was like, dude, you're wasting ink. Like, our job is punt left, punt right. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, like, kicking's like, not, is even less complex. Like, punting is like, maybe I should, like, if I cough and corner it this way. Right, right, right. Kicking's like, you, you kick it straight. If the wind's going this way, you kick it more this way. Right, if right, it's right. not, you do this. Right. Like, it's literally it's just. Get the ball through the uprights. <laughs> not, not even, like, arena football. It's like, you see that little, like, fucking two foot, two foot wide pole. It's like, get in between there. It's like, you see this. This, like, car park, you, you got to kick it through there. Right. But, I mean, like, how many kickers have we seen, not in our lifetime, in the past couple of years, just like, like, oh, I remember he kicked for that team, and, like, now he's in the XFL or whatever. Right, or working at a Radio Shack. And then Adam Vinatieri, God, Radio Shack. <laughs> and then Adam Vinatieri's, like, looking like Grandpa over here. He's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, the- he shows up to practice, right? And he kicks, like one ball from like each distance to prove he still got it and then he goes home because he's tired like he's like don't worry i'm good like i still got the leg don't worry about me when he retires i hope he goes to the xfl i hope he just never stops kicking just never stop kicking oh my god i just thought of this who was the 
I guess it was Pat McAfee. He's like the he's like the punter that for the Colts that's yes. a comedian now. Yes. Pat McAfee. He also calls football games. He should call the XFL games. He should. Do he you real? Should. He would have called. He called. Have you watched a game that he's called? Yeah. I don't think so. So it's I try inc- not to. It's incredible. Okay. What so, network is he? I I don't know. He's on, he does some of the college games. Okay. So, so, it's like he'll have like a traditional like sports caller with him, you know? Yeah. And then like. He'll just get really excited about the punting schemes and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I want to. I want to know his opinion on the Arkansas punt from this past oh weekend. Oh my god, I do too. I literally that made me not just because it was against Auburn and it helped. All, I, that made me physically angry because I'm like, what are you even remotely trying to accomplish? I have no clue. Like I no would. I would have rather you just like fell down. Yes. Instead of doing whatever the hell that was, because it was it was terrible. It, it wasn't was even bad. an attempt at anything. It was very bad. I don't under, I don't understand, but yeah, punting. I hope Adam Vinatieri goes to the XFL when he retires from the NFL. Nobody wants to sign him anymore. Right. And I hope Pat McAfee becomes an XFL broad, uh, commentator. Yes, those would be two great things to happen for the XFL, and it would definitely be in Pat McAfee's wheelhouse. And you know, Vinatieri, he's yeah, he he'll you just kick. gotta get him an Adderall prescription so he can stay awake. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. They'll be like, hey, <laughs> Vinny, get up. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know who he's Italian. It's like Vinny, you're up. <laughs> he's like, they're like, they're like put the thing in front of his nose, yeah, 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 like yeah, waving yeah. it, and he's like, I'm, I'm okay. He's got to take a blue from the bowl or whatever they did in uh, baseball in the eighties. Give him some greenies. Yeah, greenies. That's it. That's it. Give him a blue. <laughs> I don't know. Give him a bluey. That, I think that means yeah. something else. Uh, oh god. <laughs> oh no, Jamar. <laughs> Nobody's talking to you, Jim. Son of a bitch. Oh my god. Alright, um And another just one more college football right. thing that really pissed me off this all weekend, right. other than Give Arkansas punting. Vanderbilt. Missouri more 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 Missouri than Vanderbilt, I guess. Kelly Bryant, you freaking leave Clemson. Yes. You go to Missouri. You lose to Vanderbilt. I don't give a shit that it was at Vanderbilt. UNLV yeah. came into Vanderbilt and won by twenty four. UNLV! It's so weird. It's like Missouri looks good against okay teams and just trash against trash teams. They, they, they lost to Wyoming. Terrible. The, yeah, they lost to Wyoming, who's like okay in the Mountain West, but they lose to Wyoming. And then... Uh, okay, here's my question. Why the fuck was an SEC school playing at Wyoming? I, yeah. Can you explain the scheduling that's concept a little, to me? That that's makes a little weird. no sense. Do you think Wyoming paid them to come? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get it at all. I think not that. Like, I don't think like LSU should go to fucking I don't know Texas State or whatever. Right. But like, I wouldn't mind if North Carolina had a a home and or maybe like a, went to like the Appalachian State and then like had a like three four year deal or whatever. Well, what, like that'd be cool. So Mississippi State does that with Southern Miss, right? Um, yeah. What we do is we do two homes for State, one home for Southern Miss. You know, cause like what UCF and um, what UCF proposed to Florida, yeah, or what Florida proposed to UCF. Yeah. Um, I bet they but, wish they would have uh, taken that now. Right. But um, I don't know, like. I would love to see North Carolina play at App State. Absolutely. But also, like, 
I get doing that inside your state, but why the fuck are you going to Wyoming? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because like Mississippi State and Southern Miss, there's some animosity there. And know? it's not like it's not like uh, Wyoming is Boise State and has right. like. I would get going to Boise State. Yeah, I would get going to Boise because first of all, it'd be hella cool. Yeah, Bluefield. And second of all, like, but yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, it's not like Wyoming has super sustained success. Right. Like ten and two, like twelve and zero seasons every year. Right. It, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it's Missouri. This, what do you, what do you say? Know? We also we, we did the same thing with Louisiana Tech. That makes sense. Louisiana Tech dominates their conference almost every year. Yeah, but why are you doing that with Wyoming? I don't know. I don't get Missouri. I don't either. They've been to a weird amount of SEC East championships in the 2010s since they've joined, which is one, right? Haven't they been to two? I thought they only went to one. I don't know. Maybe they've only went to one. They've they've been weirdly. It was they were the team that took over for Florida before Georgia did. Yes, and it was really weird. Yes, because it, it was. was like, why are you playing Auburn in the SEC championship? They almost won that game, though. I mean, that was a close. They forced game. they for they forced them to score a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't know if I would say that it was. Close. I mean, it ended up being like a. It was a shootout. It was a one score game, wasn't it? You, listen, it was one of those games where it felt like whoever had the ball last was gonna win. Listen. Fuck Missouri. Yeah, How do you fair. anchor down <laughs> Vanderbilt or whatever? That, that was, Is that it? I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> something like that. I just don't get how you lose to UNLV by 24. And then beat And then Mizzou beat Missouri. Not with the, Kelly Bryant. Yeah, I think I, I think his NFL like hopes are officially shot in the head. Like he like he's not gonna be he, he, he might as well go to the XFL. Listen, Nick Fitzgerald's on an NFL roster, okay? Like Okay, but I mean this dude was like talking big like big dick energy, how he's like didn't deserve to lose the job to Trevor Lawrence, who's also looking very bad this year, very. but at least the team around him's good. Right. Or great. And then Kelly Bryant's like, I could do this and then goes to Missouri, open the season with a loss to Wyoming, beat five teams that don't matter. Because they none of them had a winning record, right? And then lose to Vanderbilt, right? Whose only win was Northern Illinois at that point in the season by six, right? Like it's embarrassing. Yes, you're not going to the NFL, dude. You were you were a four year backup for a reason. Yeah, that's fair. So I had something to say and I just completely lost. That's it. fine. My brain's dead. You you either remember your thoughts on let's talk the sports ball, or you don't. You fucking wing it. <laughs> And right we'll now, we'll do it live. We'll do. We're doing it live. We're gonna come on Spotify. I wonder if you can broadcast from Spotify live. Okay. I know we send this through Anchor FM, but I wonder if there's ways to do this stuff like live through Spotify. We could do it live through Twitter. We do it live on Facebook. We can put the camera like right somewhere. We'd have to center this table up more. Yes. I I wasn't thinking about centering anything up when I set this up. So. At some point, we'll go live. So keep. <laughs> some point, that maybe, probably, month. maybe not. You know, you don't know. You don't know what I'm thinking. You win some, you lose some, you know? Get the Speaking of, do you want to do some picks? Yeah, let's do some picks. I'm really into it. I got this. Get the get the whiteboard that we got. Because this is how we're oh, gonna God. this is how we're gonna uh, remember these picks. I brought three. Yeah, just yeah, just uh, drop that on the ground. That sounds great. Not, All right. not I'm glad your mic didn't fall over. Me, me the, too. The raccoon. My, my my mic is currently being propped up by a raccoon because the stand broke. After right. after we were in the uh, Venice last week, his stand just yes. snapped in half. Yes. yes, it did. Keep keep hitting the windscreen. Uh, so, 
What's the first game we're picking? Number 13, Wisconsin. At number three, Ohio State. Which oh, yeah. <laughs> probably was going to be game day before Wisconsin decided they were going to... Oh, God. We were redoing it. We've already, we've already messed this up. This is probably this was gonna be game day before um, Wisconsin's loss to Illinois probably probably was and now yeah. it's Sa- South Dakota State and North Dakota State. Why is South that Dakota. your backup? I don't understand. I get it's one versus three in FCS. But... I I think I think it's just fun. I That's think fair. I think they're like this is fun. So same, they're both same doing... reason they do did Harvard and Yale last year. Yeah, right? they're like they're both good. This is fun. Let's just do this one. Okay, who are you picking? Because, I mean, you know, at this point, it's still too obvious to go to Wisconsin-Ohio State. It's Ohio State. It's Ohio State by, you know what, let's say 13. I'd take Ohio State by 20. You know, I think Wisconsin... It depends how Wisconsin responds to adversity. It's because they had... I mean, you know, obviously it's because they had two turnovers with seven minutes to go. But there were just a bunch of things they could have done better. And... I don't think they're going to lose badly to Ohio State just because... We can pick six more games based off of the space. All right. How, I don't remember how many I put. Well, um, six is the limit. Six is six is the limit. Okay, so I got six. Okay, because I, I remembered who Western plays this week. I think. So five more. Okay. Uh, number nine, Auburn at number two, LSU. Ooh, I like this game. Oregon is rooting hard for Auburn. Yes. Oregon is. Because, I mean, well, Auburn, I mean, Oregon, first of all, like, Auburn's not a bad loss. What time is this game? Do we know yet? Uh, I, I did not write that down. I would assume that's a night game. I'm thinking LSU. I mean, it could be the 330. It could be the 330 game. Either way, I'm thinking LSU in Baton Rouge. I, I don't think, but I think Auburn's deep. Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to say LSU. Okay. But you think it's a close one. Oh, I yeah. think LSU by seven. I I would say LSU by. See, because I know it's not going to be by seven, but I don't want to say anything lower. I'll say LSU by three. Because I really don't think Auburn is great, but I think they're good enough to compete with LSU. to compete with LSU, especially in a game that's like high intensity like this. Number uh, un- number unranked Oklahoma State. At number twenty three, Iowa State. Iowa State back in the polls for I think this at Iowa State. Yes, it's at Iowa State for I believe the first time since week one where they it took triple overtime to beat Northern Iowa. I'm taking so, I'm taking Gundy's boys, the the Gundy gurus. Yes, I'm taking the Gundy gurus. See, I would have agreed with you if they had beat Baylor. Because they definitely could have beat Baylor. They have the talent to beat Baylor. They have to, honestly the talent to compete with anybody in the Big Twelve. They just like they cannot finish the games. So you're taking the Cyclones. I Brock Purdy's been really good. He has like 14 touchdowns to four interceptions, and I think he's like I, I think he's a good enough quarterback to beat Oklahoma State. So yeah, I'm, I'll take Iowa State. How much are you taking Iowa State by? I'm taking Iowa State by six. Six. See, I have Oklahoma State by three. So we both think this is going to be a tight game. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like Iowa State. There was a kid in high school that liked Iowa State. I didn't like him. Yeah. So, no, that's fine. So I get in, that. A, in a coin toss, I'm going with... Uh, no, I totally get that. You know. That's completely fine. That's how. That's why I hate the Steelers more more so than 
a normal Cowboys fan in the 70s should. Right. Because now there's no, like, hatred with the Steelers other than history. But this kid in high school liked the Steelers. I didn't like this kid. Yeah. So I fucking hate the Steelers. Right. And I think that's that's okay. That's That's how it be sometimes. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Number eight, Notre Dame against number 19, Michigan. Two teams that hate to win when it matters. It's at Michigan? Yeah, but one of them is going to have to. One of them's gonna have to pull this one off. It's like, like Harbaugh's over there with his khakis. Like, listen, guys. I hate to do it, but I'm picking Notre Dame. I am too. Because uh, at least they have an offense. It's Notre Dame by ten. Michigan has nothing offensively. They, their running back was pretty good at times last week, but Shea Patterson. What a disappointment. What a bitch. What a bitch to Ole go Miss. to Ole Miss. From no, from Ole Miss to stop. Michigan, what a what a bitch to go to Ole Miss. Hard stop. Hard, hard st- as a t- t- stop. Confirmed. Confirmed. So how much you got Notre Dame by? I'm getting Notre Dame by. Mm, I'm gonna say a solid thirteen. I don't think it'll be close. Okay, I did ten. All right, Mississippi State. Oh, don't make me do it. At Texas A&M, Jim Bob Fisherman. The twelfth man, Kyle Field. So, if this game's in Starkville, I'm pissing, picking Mississippi State. I thought you're gonna. I'm pissing myself. Yes, I I don't think Mississippi State does not play well on the road under Joe Moorhead, and I want that to turn around, and I hope that turns around this week. So, dogs by twenty. Dog. Okay. <laughs> not by twenty. Dogs by four or something <laughs> i like i like the confidence level and it just progressively got for lower that's what and lower. being a mississippi state fan is like <laughs> dogs, dogs by 20 dogs by four you know what a and probably got this one <laughs> they probably do but i gotta i gotta pull for my boys you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a how much 17 oh god <laughs> i think not because i think mississippi state's bad but if it was it was at mississippi state i'd probably say a&m by like one honestly but at A&M, like, that's Kellen rough, Mon just hasn't played well. Yeah, but I feel like... I feel like something's going to change, and A&M's just going to pick it up yeah, a little something's bit. something's going to change with Some... the dogs, and they're going to pick it up a little bit. Cowboys claim. They won't be. But... Uh, <laughs> Washington State. This is our last game. At Oregon. I believe it's at Oregon. I don't think that changes much, in my opinion, of this game, though regardless of where it's at i'm gonna make you pick first today okay Not today i'm fine with that just, just today time. totally we have to redo all these picks <laughs> yes. wipe it from the memory gotta take a, a sip of my delicious cherry lemon sundrop which is making a return appearance on the show incredible incredible drink um i bought two 12 packs this past weekend and imported it down to uh i think that's illegal it probably is. It, I think it's smoke. They're gonna make Smokey and the Bandit four based yeah. on my based life. Based off of this <laughs> and Cherry Lemon Sundrop, <laughs> Traffic Cone's gonna star. Um, listen, talked a lot about Mike Leach to open this around the opening of this. I don't even remember at this point. We're an hour and ten in. Yes. Um, I kind of want the Pac-12 to get in just because I think it'd be funny. I know a lot has to happen for that to happen, but. It needs to be Oregon if it does. But, yeah, it has to be Oregon. So you're going Oregon. So I'm going Wazoo. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You you pulled a Lee Corso on me. I I see it. Not so fast, my friend. (laughs) Washington State, for no discernible reason, other than this is where, like, Mike Leach likes to just completely screw everything up. 
Uh, see, I picked Wazoo by 14, so... I'm, I'm going to go Wazoo by 9. 9? All right. Solid 9 points. They're going to go for 2 at the end for no reason. Yes. And get it or something. I don't know. I don't know. So, so we should start keeping track of picks and see how well we do all season. Yeah, I'd like to know... See... It takes literally not that no level of commitment to just go back and listen to the last like twenty minutes. Cause I that's still when, don't do it. Cause that's yeah, cause that's when we make our picks. I just, I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna do it. I don't know. What are you trying to do over there? You're trying to take a selfie and yeah. it's just your thumb. It's still just your thumb. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this literally is a broom closet. Yeah. Th- that should be like if we put this pot. If we were allowed to like put an image to like correspond with each podcast, that would. That would be it. That would that would be it. And we'd have to retroactively go back and take pictures. I, of I don't know why, but TuneIn hasn't made any of our recent episodes explicit, and I don't get that. It's like, do we not curse enough? Are I we think not? Think we need to fucking curse more. I think you're fucking right. <laughs> I know I've said the word dick at least three times in the entirety of this like podcast series. Some of those were lost in time, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I think I did. I the think, big dick energy episode was the one that was. Lost yeah, that was. Uh, there's probably a good reason for that. If Tune and got a hold of that one, they'd be like, "No, shut it down. Shut it down. It's shut done. it down. We can't. We can't hear any more of this." Um, I hope this one worked out well. I hope the audio of this one worked out well at the very least. I think it'll be. It's good. literally the sixth episode. Yes. And we're, like we're getting our bearings. Finally. We're literally two poor people in Charleston, South Carolina. Yes. I'm not asking for a fucking panned out. God damn it, turning the frogs gay, but I'm asking for a goddamn second to get everything going right. Yeah, we just needed six six weeks. Six? I think you can grant that to us. It's just, I mean, that's not very long in terms of the football season. I know, that's, that's like... only half of it. Yeah, we, we've only had shitty content for half of the football season. <laughs> One week that we didn't even get to do, so... Or we did, oh, but... God. Are we going to uh, do uh, post that one this week? Yes, we're gonna post the lost episode. Okay, ha- no three fourths of the lost episode because we did lose the first yes. Yes. <laughs> the first fifteen minutes we'll, of we'll it, regardless. Of it. Which I mean, I don't even remember how that one opened. I don't either. Pretty ridiculously, probably. We, we didn't talk about sports for about fifteen minutes. I no, think. so literally, this is like we started at the point where like skip ahead past all the personal bullshit, anyways. Yeah, which isn't bullshit. It's my life. It's mine too, asshole. And it's Fuck your you. life. To- no, I was getting to there. I wasn't done yet. Con. I'm really Where's glad. My ten grand, bitch. I don't. I bought you this table. What more do you want? <laughs> ten grand. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna give you ten dollars in gas money. I, I bought you dollars. a windscreen. I don't know what more you want from me. Do you have any clothing thoughts? Clothing thoughts? Clothing. I think people should wear more clothes. <laughs> I'm really tired of walking around this town and seeing like. The shortest shorts I've ever seen on men. Yes. Like, people don't wear... They're called uh, chubbies. People don't wear enough clothes here. No, they don't. And it's really upsetting to me and my sensibilities. Uh, My closing thoughts... I think people wear too much clothes here. Listen, I think we're finally getting into the meat of this college football season. Yes. And I think the NFL is really starting to show its true colors. Which are are, uh, red and gold. Which are red and gold. Um... I think the Major League Baseball that we don't talk like, I think we talked about like twice on we this did. show. I think it has the most boring World Series possible. Yes. If this World Series is exciting, I will eat something. Probably just a cheeseburger. Probably nothing too extreme. I'm really hungry. 
I had, a, I had a really shitty cheeseburger for lunch. I, I haven't eaten today. I bought it at the fridge at work. It's, you know, one of those things. Oh, God, those are terrible. I microwaved it, and then the tomato, like, got stuck in the back of my yeah, throat, and yeah. it just wasn't. Those are horrible. It wasn't appetizing. I, I bought that thing one time, and I was so excited That's for it. That's the last time I'll ever buy yeah, that. That thing's horrible. Um, I like if the Nationals won. I don't think they will. Uh, that's who I'm rooting for. Sorry, um, I don't care about hockey that much. Me neither. Uh, racing is happening. I haven't. Been I watching. care about it, but I don't. Um, I wanted to go to Dega, but I work weekends, so. Yeah, it's a rough. It's a rough life working weekends. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't show up. Yeah, like you didn't this weekend. Yeah, well, you know. You left me stranded. I, I literally left you with a a, a more professional person. I don't want could, that. I want to scream. I literally left you with the most competent person you could possibly have been left with, and you're an ungrateful son of a bitch about it. No, you're right. She did. She was. She was incredible. But you know, when it's me, you, and Kenny in that control room, we really we capture the essence. Right? We, we we literally do more or less a let's talk the sports ball at work. At work. That nobody li- that nobody wants to listen to, but they're forced to. That they're forced. Literally, the master control operator is like, "Can you guys shut up?" <laughs> We're like, "Nope." The answer's no. yeah. The answer's no. Like what? Like turn turn us off. You don't want to listen to us. That's all you got to do. And when you're ready to listen to us, we're on Spotify, Anchor FM, TuneIn Radio, not explicit. For some reason. For some reason, probably some other places I'm not sure about. Yeah, we're on like, uh, you know, other things. <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> we can be. <laughs> All right, uh, Cowboys Clang. Hill State, State. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll. Uh, Western lost fifty nine to seven. Smell what the Niners are cooking. Yeah. No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not. Bye.